I'm Darren. I'm Derek. And this, this is, is the Double D Podcast. Interview time. Again. Yeah, we like doing <laughs> these interviews. I really do. I think the interviews are our, better, are our best videos. I really do. Oh, yeah, the interviews do great. I mean, maybe we're not the best interviewers, but the interviewees that we have do a very good job of carrying us. Talk. Yeah, a they, they do a very good job of carrying us. I mean, we've had some interviews in the past where people were not very talkative. And trust me, I would rather you talk more than me than me talk more than you. I'm just yes. going to be honest. So for future people who are on our podcast, which is probably nobody listening. But if there is someone listening who thinks someone would be on this, just know I prefer you to talk a little bit more. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Getting that out there. Um. I've got an announcement to make. Oh, Jesus. Yes, I didn't know this. This is surprising me. Well, you know, I just yeah. created it. Oh, yeah. We now have a Facebook. We do have a Facebook. It's uh, Double D Podcasting Crew. Mm-hmm. If you're my friend on Facebook, you got a request or uh, invite. So you're part of it, probably. But we have, I went and changed it, my mowing service. Facebook to our Double D Podcast Facebook. So we started out with 170 under, followers. Huh? Said, well, last time I checked, it had like 170 followers or something ridiculous. Yeah, like the 70 was the new ones. Was it? Yeah. Or 100 or something like that. But we did have some prior, so. Right. So we started off a little bit kind of cheating there. But, but hey, make sure we go. I'll also make sure to share. We'll add that to this at some point. Yeah, that's flyer. Because <laughs> we gotta make a new flyer now. We've interviewed a lot of new people. We gotta put them on there. Yeah. So we gotta make a new flyer now. I didn't really think about that when we made the flyer. I was like, oh, this will carry us for a while. Mm, it won't. It's like we interview way too many people to do that. Yeah, we, we're moving a little faster than we thought. But uh yeah, you know it is. I mean so today we actually took a step outside of the wrestling world, which is where we usually get our interviews from, and we stepped into the real world. Where is he going? <laughs> Is it really that bad? Hunter Ballsack in here. Okay, well, there <laughs> that you opened go. the door. <laughs> um, we stepped outside. Now it's going to be so loud, though. Can you hear it in the microphone? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I could hear the lawnmower going off during the interview too. So it ain't that loud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we stepped outside of the wrestling world where we get our, where we usually get our interviews, and we stepped into the real world of MMA. Today we are interviewing my cousin, I believe. Um, and he's an MMA fighter, and he had a fight last month, June 11th, Yes, right? June 11th, and we've been wanting to have an interview with him for a while. He's a very busy person, as you'll hear, so it was a little bit harder to get him on here, but we finally got him on here. I'm very excited to have this interview to promote him and just MMA in general. I've always enjoyed MMA. I've always enjoyed watching it. Not something that I necessarily want to get involved with from an in-the-ring point of view or inside the cage. But I really do like watching it, and, and it, it does help. I mean, it, it, I've always enjoyed it. So very excited to have this interview. And I hope it's a good interview. I thought it was very good when we did it. Oh, yeah. And I hope very to have interview. more interviews like this in the future. Obviously not getting, you know, I, I love doing interviews. I do an interview every week if we had enough people who were willing to come on the podcast. It seems like we do that, though. <laughs> it's kidding. a lot. Of, it's mostly <laughs> interviews. We've nowadays. had a lot of interviews. So. A lot of, I've, like I said, it's my favorite type of, I mean, because it used to be when we started this. That we just talked. Yeah. And those are fun. Whatever. And I really do enjoy looking back at those episodes. But now, the interview episodes, I find more. It's 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 better for me because now I have to think a little bit harder. And I think it's going to progress our channel a little bit more. I hope so. I hope you guys enjoy the interviews. I think, like I said, it seemed like they're the most popular videos. 
So hopefully you guys enjoy them. Um, hey, on that last interview, we got a couple more than just one comment. We that's got right. Three. We got three comments. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but I just enjoy them. And uh, you can go back and look at all of our interviews. We should probably start a playlist of the interviews so people can just knock them out. Probably. Uh, whenever they feel. Because like I said, I enjoy it. We have an interview coming up here very soon after this episode as well. So uh, I'm not going to say who it is. No. I don't, not that it would be much of a surprise, I don't think, to most people. But I'm going to leave it a surprise. Yeah, you guys can figure it out when the time comes. Yeah, figure it out. Um, and uh, we're going to probably change the title up a little bit, too. Are we? Yeah, might as well. Okay. Circle them completely, make them watch it. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna clickbait title, apparently. I don't know. I don't nah, know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but that'd be funny and shit, though. <laughs> Uh, no, but I hope you guys are still enjoying the videos. Um, you know, our goal always with the podcast is to make people happy. And we um, want to know unless you liked. And I, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's our goal, I think, in life in general is to make people as happy as we can. And we don't always hit on all cylinders when it comes to that. But hopefully the podcast is still something that makes people happy. So and if not, we got a quiet comment section. You can always comment what you want us to talk about. Yeah, comment. <laughs> and we have an email and a Facebook yeah. now. And a Twitter and a yeah, Instagram. And a whole ass box dedicated box to suggestions. Dedicated. Don't look at those <laughs> suggestions. Those are not real suggestions. We'll put those back in there. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to announce or say? I, don't no, need to. I just wanted to announce that we do now have a Facebook. It's got to rip. Someone is ripping up these flyers. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's okay. I got a whole bunch of photo. I'm going to say, what is this? Why is this ripped up? What Someone needed want? to write. Oh, I know why. Because of the suggestion box. We had a friend who. Thank you. I had, a friend, <laughs> I had a friend who wrote a bunch of fake suggestions in there to make us laugh. All right. So the Double D Podcast social. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Share with friends and family. And hit the notification bell when you subscribe so you get notifications when a video goes up. We upload once a week. We're hoping maybe to do more. I'm eventually... Huh? Cramp. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm hoping to have my own YouTube channel here very soon within the next couple of uh, weeks. Um, we'll have more on that when it comes available. So we'll make sure to let you guys know about that. But for now, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and turn the notification bell on. When you hit subscribe, uh, you can follow me at Twitter at djdub 0 You can follow us on Instagram, VapeClouds, at the double <laughs> underscore D underscore podcast. You can follow us on TikTok at the double D podcast one. I do hate that all of these are different, but sometimes like I go to try to make a double D podcast thing and it was taken and I had to switch it up. All right. Uh, so yeah, that, that's a bad one. And if you just love me, add my snap. Darren, one one three four five six seven eight nine. We also have an email, wdpodcast123 at gmail.com. Don't forget to pick up your free pins at the next event. Yeah, also speaking of that real quick, <laughs> go make sure to give a like to Battle on the Border Pro Wrestling on Facebook. And uh, make sure you come out July 23rd, Moores Hill Mayhem in Moores Hill, Indiana. Going to be very exciting. There's a weapons match. There's our fans bring the weapons match. There's a world title match going on. Uh, Justin Xavier, who we interviewed, is going to be going one-on-one -on -one yep. against uh, uh, Jake Shepard. Shepherd. I did not forget his name. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be very exciting. So I'm very excited about that as well. So make sure you come out then. And also don't forget about my DJing service. Darren's DJing service. 812-212-1675. All right. Off to the interview. Hey, guys. This is Darren here soon to be known as DJD. If you need a DJ for any type of wedding events, parties, even private parties at your own home, you can call me at 812-212-1675 or email the Double D Podcast 
which is double D podcast one two three at gmail.com. I also have a personal pod or personal email. It is Darren.schneider94 at gmail.com. Give us a holler and let us make your night very special, whether it's a wedding or a private party or a, even a party at your own residence. I mean, you don't have to have a super huge crew. I mean, we've got six wonderful speakers and they will make a world of difference in any party, party atmosphere. So give us a call. 812-212-1675. Thank you. Or you can ask it there since you're already started. All right. All right. Well, uh, how about you introduce yourself? Um, Timothy Schaffner from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, uh, what is it that you um, that you do? I guess right now it's still a, as a side job or, you know, uh, as a side hustle. What is it that you do? Um, I mean, I consider myself an entrepreneur. Um, I'm an amateur MMA fighter. There we go. That's what we were talking about. (laughs) Amateur. So what was it that got you into MMA in the first place? Um, I think I've always been into MMA. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always watched it. I just felt like, uh, I wasn't in a spot in my life where I could take the time to train because that's really what takes all the time is, uh, it's not like finding a fight, getting a fight or anything like that. Like you just actually got to be able to have the time to train every single day. Myself a grappler. Right. So, yeah, so I've been training jiu-jitsu and MMA and boxing, kickboxing for about four years. Right. Um, what was So what was it that made you finally jump into doing that? I mean, was it just because you were always interested in it or was there a certain reason? Yeah, there was really no reason that I just like all of a sudden did it. When I started training, I started training with the intent to fight and we had a few fights scheduled um that fell out always for one reason or another i feel like um i've been ready to fight for three and a half years so probably six eight months after i started training Mm -hmm. i probably would have been ready i think to fight but uh, it just didn't work out, you know, like one guy didn't pass his medicals and, you know, stuff like that. So, right. So uh, growing up, I mean, was that something that you I don't you don't have to get super personal if you don't want to. But was that something that you were, it, you know, you did when you were a kid growing up, teenager fighting? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much. uh some of my fights are very well documented because mm. I grew up pretty poor and right. neighborhoods. So, I mean, I've always fought, but it's not the same. Like no. there is, yeah, fighting on the street is nothing like fighting a trained fighter. Would you say that, that I mean, that has to give you, I don't know how common it is with UFC fighters or MMA fighters just in general with a fighting in the past, you know, when you were growing up as a kid, but I feel like that's something that's pretty common amongst most um i mean i've you know 
so coming from somebody who's never been, and I'll be honest with you, never been in a fight in their life. Um, I gotta, I gotta admit, it's always been something I'm interested in MMA or, or just, you know, UFC. I watch UFC as often as I can. Um, Hey, we got in a drunk wrestling match once. We did. No, we did. Yeah, but drunk, fighting drunks even worse than fighting on the street. Well, that's like that's, that's the lowest type of fighting you can have. Fair enough. Now you cut, Darren. You come from a wrestling background. Do you find that? What do you think's the best background to have when it comes to fighting? Is it wrestling or jujitsu or you know what? What do you think's the best? What do I think's the best? Yeah. If you had, to, if someone's watching this and. Things say, I want to get into it. What do you recommend for them? Yeah, wrestling. That's what I, I mean, mean. A lot of people say. Endurance and yeah. cardio and shit. Uh, probably like Greco. Gre- Greco wrestlers do really, really well in MMA. Um, traditional like high school wrestling, like it's um, it's good, but it doesn't translate perfectly because you start out in in a different stance. Um, Freestyle is uh, like any kind of wrestling is really just going to to build that toughness into you right. that gonna stop you from quitting when you're exhausted. Um, jiu-jitsu, you got to have some jiu-jitsu. You have to have defense of submissions. The offense of submissions in jiu-jitsu, like it, they're just not all there. I mean, but. Uh, I think that stigma of like fighting when you were young and that's going to translate over that. That's probably 15 years ago in the UFC. That would have been big. Now it's different. Now you've got the ability to take a football athlete or a baseball athlete or a track and field athlete, and they can come out of high school and college and train MMA and, six months you can turn an actual athlete into a fighter with uh, really good training so like maybe maybe that was a stigma like they took street fighters and brawlers you know martial artists have always wanted to compete in mma just to test their discipline against other disciplines but you had i'm sure a percentage of guys that grew up fighting and you know maybe that translated well and they brought and were able to make it into the ufc but moving forward that's not going to be the case as much as uh you're going to find real athletes in the sport i think going forward that's what it's going to be i was going to say i I listened to joe rogan's podcast and he was talking about how back when he first got into it it really you know started working for the ufc there were people who were trained in different disciplines where now people, there are people who train just in MMA. Like that's their only discipline that they, I mean, they may have wrestled or something in high school, but I mean, as far as training for it, they go to an MMA gym and they just learn that. I mean, and it teaches a lot of different things, of course, you know, through multiple different disciplines and integrated into it. But I mean, there's now MMA gyms, which that wasn't something that happened before previously, like you said. Yeah. That's a hundred percent right. And MMA is its own discipline. Um, so 20 years ago, you probably had to go to a boxing gym and a jujitsu gym and jujitsu gyms in America were just, I mean, you would drive an hour or two either way to find one. And it was probably only a purple belt if you were like in the Midwest. Um, MMA is its own discipline. Now it's evolved to the point to where, 
someone who grew up as a boxer or grew up as a wrestler, they're not going to make it with today's talent. Today's talent, they're training just MMA. They've, they will need some kind of a foundation, but yeah. that foundation can literally be track and field or football or, you know, just some kind of athletic team sport, you know, like they just need to be an athlete. I mean, and what's crazy too is the popularity of uh, the UFC, I feel like has gone up substantially in the past couple of years. How does that feel for you? It's somewhat something that you've always been interested in, seeing it kind of hit mainstream now. Maybe it's been mainstream a little bit longer than I've realized, but it's more mainstream now than it has been in the past, that's for sure. That's got to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. The, the other exciting thing about it too is that the people – that are at the top of this sport mm -hmm. are far more accessible than like the people at the top of football and basketball and baseball. The MMA community is very, very small. And I, I won't just say MMA, I'll say combat sports just in general. The, that community is so small that you can't move around inside of it and do anything without everyone knowing. Like, I mean, if, uh, you know, if you got a guy at a gym who is exceptional, mm -hmm. everyone knows it, you know, and that goes from the gyms to the commissions to the media all the way up to, you know, Dana White and Scott Coker and all them people like, you know, like th those guys probably won't know every up and comers names, but it won't take very long if someone goes on a run that, you know, they're going to know their name eventually as long as you keep winning or you keep selling tickets one or the other. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you watch any of the UFC that happened this past weekend? I did not get to watch it because mm -hmm. I was working so much, but uh, I pretty much know all the results, and I've watched a lot of the highlights. See, I didn't. Get, I was hoping you did because I didn't get to watch it either. I was too busy. I was not working, unfortunately. I was partying, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> I, we were going to, and then you know, a party came up. But I will try to watch it as much as I can. And you, uh, real quick, just so I don't know if you wanted to talk about what else you do in your. Uh, in your life, but you earlier you said you were an entrepreneur. Is is that something else? Like, what else do you do? Is that something you want to talk about? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to, it's up to you. Right. Um, what is it that? What else is it? Is it, are you uh, interested in, or business side of of that? Yeah, business-wise, uh, man, I'm interested in everything. I dabble in a lot of different things. I do crypto um my bread and my bread and butter i'm in the uh the transportation space so i move furniture and shipping and logistics and uh, that's something that i've always done and everything that i do i i tend to uh analyze and break down to a very rudimentary level so i mean like i mean i love logistics i love studying maps even as simple as that sounds but uh old maps atlases you know like little simple stuff like that but that like moving for me is something that i'll probably always do i feel like it's um it's really really hard and not everyone wants to do it. Nah, that's for sure. But it's like, uh, 
it's helped me a lot. And even like moving into martial arts, I mean, it's so easy. Like I didn't do, like I grew up really poor. So like we couldn't afford to do sports when I was a kid, but I mean, I started working when I was like 13 and, uh, so moving furniture translated well and put a toughness into me that, you know, to where like I can make it through anything. Other than that, I dabble in real estate, crypto, stocks, do all kinds of stuff. Anything that is legal and makes money. There we go. I was, I was just asking that because I was wondering when I think of someone who now you are an amateur MMA fighter, like you said, so it is a little bit different from that point of view. But when I think of someone who's an MMA fighter, it's a constant dedication and you dabble in so much stuff. How do you have, I mean, is there a, a way that you like schedule out your time? Cause you just are busy in so much. It just, it's it, for a lot of people that would be overwhelming, but you seem to handle it, it very well. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks, it sounds really cool when, when I tell people like what I do, but it's, it's hectic. And that's, I think why I love it so much because I, I couldn't see myself clocking in and going to the same place every day. Right. Um, I've never had a job. I mean, I started my company when I was 17, mm-hmm. you know, so I worked for a few years for somebody else. And, uh, I was training people by the time I was 16 and so I, I knew early on just from watching other people and being around adults as a teenager, not being around people my own age that, you know, you got to, uh, you got to work hard to get anything. Nothing's going to come easy Absolutely. unless, you know, you're just lucky. Uh, you, you, you were say you did say that you dabble in crib or in, uh, work with crypto. Uh, did you, is that a good way to get your frustration out when you go and train MMA is seeing how crypto's plummeting right now? Is that a good way to get your anger out? Man, and no, now is when you buy. No, I, I'm, oh. I'm glad it, it, it couldn't. I mean, it's dipped really low. And so that's one way or the other, depending on how you look at it. So right. everyone was really concerned that if it dropped below a certain point, that all of the investors who were saying this is a good bet, as long as it doesn't drop below this point, that, you know, it's going to make so many people look stupid because it did. And I, I think that it dropping low is a good thing. Like it just shows it, it, it makes it more affordable. No, like, yeah. you know, like at $75,000 a coin, not everybody can buy a Bitcoin at $20,000 a coin. It makes it more accessible to the middle class. No, that's a, that's a really positive. That's a really positive way to look at it. That's for sure. Is that how you approach most things in your life is with a positive mindset? Absolutely. Does that help when it comes to, I mean, because you, you, you know, you have so many that you're involved in so many different things. And then you are part of one of the toughest disciplines as far as when it comes to the sport world with MMA, you almost have to have a positive mindset when it comes to all of that. Otherwise, I don't know if you'd be able to do all that. Man, you, you have to have, and this is just going to be investment, life, martial arts. You have to have an unwavering belief and confidence in yourself, your abilities, and you can't second guess yourself. I mean, whether it's MMA, investments, work, life, relationships, love, it doesn't matter. You just can't second guess yourself. So for me, when I make a decision, 
I doubled down on that every single time. Absolutely. That's great. That's great to hear people think that way. Cause I know a lot, plenty of people who don't, who don't, who don't have a positive mindset in life and they're closer to my age. And it's just, it's sometimes it gets depressing to be around people who don't have a positive mindset. I mean, it's all right to have down days, but constantly all the time, it's yeah. real depressing. So bouncing back. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it's almost impossible to always have a positive outlook because I think everyone's going to, uh, have something negative happen to them in their life. I mean, you know, just stick around long enough, the weather will change, you know? Absolutely. So I think it's more or less how you handle those negative times. And if bad stuff happens, which it does to everybody, you know, like you just got to push through. Absolutely. Um, bouncing back to MMA, uh, what gym, what gym do you train with? I train at uh, Vision MMA in Cincinnati. Now, does Cincinnati have a really strong MMA presence, or they do they have a lot of gyms around there? Or is it starting to pop up more? Um, yeah. So there's there's quite a few pretty good gyms. I mean, nothing big like in some of the bigger cities, but there's a good presence. And I think Cincinnati's always been a fighting town. Like, it's got really good history as far as boxing goes. I know um, mm -hmm. Aaron Fire Jr., who's a boxing at our gym, his dad was the heavyweight champion of the world. Ezra Charles was the heavyweight champion of the world or something like that. One of those weight classes. I think heavyweight. But So it's always been a baseball town. It's always been a fighting town. Um Coming to football are, town now. There are some MMA gyms that are pretty good. So we have uh, Chris Curtis trained at Vision. He's in the UFC right now. So yeah. So what goes into a day like a, a day when it comes to MMA in your life? I mean, what do you work on? Is it different every day? Is it kind of all the same? I mean, when it comes to let's just not get into a fight yet. You're not you're not training for a fight. Let's just say before your fights, what were your day like? Oh man, up at five, six a.m. Run, eat right, um, work. You gotta work until you're uh, until you've made it in life. So, work, train, and then that's pretty much it. So I normally train in the evenings. I work all through the day, but uh, so I'll normally work on stuff. I've got a uh, commercial building. I'll work on stuff at home, work on stuff there. I'll shadow box in my kitchen if I have to, if I don't have enough time. Um, but then, so usually 4.30, I'm in the gym, and then jujitsu, striking, MMA, and that probably comes to a close, 8.30, 9 o'clock. And sometimes I'll go out and I'll run it. 11, 12 o'clock at night for an hour or two. So, uh, it's start early and end late every day. I'm going to say that is, that is pure dedication right there. There's no doubt about that. Uh, what, what belt have you made it to in jiu-jitsu? So I am a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. And what is that? Is that? A step above white belt. Okay, that's what I thought. And how long did that take to obtain? 
See, I've been a blue belt for a little over a year, so about two and a half years or something like that. But it's not like, um, I mean, I train a lot every week, and I've went periods of training five, six days a week for months and months and months, but I'm not just training jujitsu and the gi. And uh, I wish I knew exactly what my coach is looking for to promote for belts, but I don't. (laughs) Right. Um, To me, like, and the belt really, it it doesn't mean anything. That is 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a blue belt because I'm not a white belt, I guess. But other than that, like, I mean, I'll, I'll grapple with anybody. I don't care if they're black belts, brown belts, purple belts, white belts. They always hear people just probably a little bit older than us, and they're running around screaming about being a black belt. And certain, I don't, I don't know how much I believe it. People, I wouldn't know how long that would take to get a. Depends on the discipline. I mean, the different disciplines. I mean, I think taekwondo and karate. You can be a black belt at twelve years old. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say different. I don't. In jujitsu, you have to be eighteen before you're a black belt. Um, you can now. There are some really good jujitsu kids out there right now that are sixteen and seventeen, competing and beating black belts. Oh, crap. So I mean, but at sixteen, you can get a blue belt and compete against the adults. You won't find it very often. You won't find a lot of kids doing it, but our sport has um, some really, really young great up-and-coming jiu-jitsu guys that are like um, Cole Brandt, the Ruotolo brothers. They're all young and have been in the gym their whole life. And MMA's the same way. So right now we've got a generation of the, the first generation probably of 18 to 22-year-old kids that grew up in the gym. Right. have been training jiu-jitsu for 15, 17 years, training, striking, and now they're just now adults. And, you know, they're going to they're gonna leave a huge mark. The sport's going to be so much different in 10 years compared to where it was 10 years ago. It's going to look a lot different. Like, guys are going to be absolutely versatile. They're going to be able to do everything. And some of those matchups, like the best is yet to come. Right. I was going to say, when you've been training your whole life on something. It's a long time. I mean, and, and that's be, like you said, it is becoming more common now. I've seen a lot of people, you know, getting into that stuff younger. I think it's great, too. There's a lot of kids nowadays. Well, I won't say a lot of kids. There's, it seems like a, there's a lot of people nowadays who just aren't very driven or disciplined. So anytime I see a younger person who's disciplined, and especially is something like jujitsu. It's it's impressive and it's nice to see. So uh, back to belts, even though you said they don't matter. Uh, what does it usually take to get upgraded to a different belt? Shoot, I wish I knew. I might try to cheat the system and just train on just that. <laughs> no, I say you said that earlier. Oh, yeah, every it, it, gym it. is different. Every coach is different. Um, if belts matter to me, like. I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie. When I, like, probably when you first start 
and I mean really early on when you first start training and you're looking at like you know people that have blue and purple belts like there's always gonna and it's maybe it depends on the kind of person you are but maybe you'll look at them like oh man I wish I was there but very very soon like once you keep training very soon in your martial arts journey you will understand that you're not close to that. The more you learn, the more you realize that you know nothing. And then um, the, the more you learn after that point, the more disciplined you'll become and you'll realize you'll respect it a lot more. So I think like, and at least that's how it was for me. So my martial arts journey kind of happened in stages. Like, I mean, I started out thinking one thing and then you kind of evolve and evolve and evolve and, like you, you gotta love the journey. Like, you know, hitting milestones, competing. Like me personally, I I love to compete. I don't care if it's jujitsu, MMA, darts, pool, right. or if you want to race to the end of the block. Like I, I just like to compete and win. So for me, it's uh, it's not so much about what I do every day. It's about like what the end result is. And you're not going to get the end result you want if you don't go after it every single day. That's right. Well, since you're into competition, you were in some jujitsu competitions before you started your amateur MMA career. Is that right? Yeah. How was that? I mean, what what made you finally get I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it was just because, like you said, you like to compete. But what was that experience like going in and competing in, uh, in that? Um, yeah, that was really fun i mean i uh so when i started training jiu-jitsu i think i did my first competition like a month or two later wow and then i rattled off a bunch of them really quick and just like anything else you get some some injuries and life happens and i haven't competed in jiu-jitsu as much as i would have wanted to but uh the best thing about our gym is we have amazing training partners so like even if i'm not able to compete as much as i want i can lose as much as i want all i gotta do is show up and train that's right Eric. <laughs> um so i guess we can get to the the real point of the matter here too not too long ago about a month ago we uh well it was even earlier before that we heard about this uh mma event that was coming to lawrenceburg which was really close to where we live and my grandpa told me about it. We we were on it. We bought the tickets. And then just come to find out that you were fighting there. Literally, we found out the day before. Now, also, it's important to point out to anyone who's watching or listening, we're related. And I didn't know my own family member was fighting the next day until the day before. I felt kind of embarrassed about that. I was like, I'm related to this guy. And I didn't. But it was nice. At least I seen it. And I prepared everybody. I was extremely excited about it. Talk us through that fight. When did you find out that you were going to be taking that fight? What was the training like, the mindset, uh, the daily mindset? Because you you have that in the back of your mind that, oh, in so-and-so days, I have this fight to look forward to. What was that like? Yeah, so I didn't find out about it till probably like 10 days before. I had been licensed for a few other fights that fell through, and but I wasn't licensed at the time that I found out. Mm. 
So I had to run and go get my medicals done, get my blood work done, get all of that done. But I had already been in the gym training hard. Um, like, so like I said before, man, our, I go to a really good gym and we have amazing training partners at our gym. So, I mean, I was in the gym every day anyway. So to me, it like didn't really matter. Um, I would have liked to know before, like, I would have liked to know like who I was fighting, maybe try to live in their head a little bit or whatever, but it didn't matter to me. Like, I didn't want to do that for this one anyways, because I have already had at that point three fights or something like that fall through. So I didn't even say anything about it on social media, even though I knew I was going to fight. I didn't say anything about it until like two days before, just so that way I didn't tempt myself into finding out who it was. Or, you know, I just didn't want to jinx it. I just wanted the fight to happen so bad because I had trained so long and so hard so many times and the fights had fell through. Right. And like the last one before that, like I really wanted that fight and it fell through. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't want to jinx it. I just wanted to make sure that the fight was going to happen. Well, let me tell you something. It happened. Oh, yeah, it did. Uh, So I really wish we would have done – we talked about doing like a vlog style when we were – obviously we couldn't have filmed while we were in there, but vlog style so we could like document it earlier. But uh, there was a couple of matches that were there, a couple of fights that happened before your fight uh, happened, and I noticed that uh, anybody who fought for Vision, you all walked out together because I seen you walk out. It was uh, some kickboxing match uh, fights that happened before. And I seen you guys all walk out. Is that something that happens a lot in MMA? Is that just a, a gym a thing that your gym does? What's up? What's up with that? Yeah, that's. I think that's something that a lot of gyms do. Uh-huh. It was and just like, like on the regional level, it is. Right. I know at the UFC level, maybe some people do that. I don't know. I don't really focus like on watching. Like if I watch fights, I I mean, I don't watch them that much, but if I watch them, I'm watching like strictly for the fights. Like there are a few fighters. I'll watch their walkouts because their walkouts are entertaining. But, uh, Israel Adesanya came out like the undertaker over the weekend. I did see that. Um, what was, so what was it that made you finally jump into doing that? I mean, was it just because you were always interested in it or was there a certain reason? Yeah, there was really no reason that I just like all of a sudden did it. When I started training, I started training with the intent to fight. And we had a few fights scheduled um, that fell out always for one reason or another. I feel like um, I've been ready to fight for three and a half years. So probably six, eight months after I started training, I probably would have been ready. I think to fight, but, uh, it just didn't work out. You know, like one guy didn't pass his medicals and, you know, stuff like that. So. Right. So, uh, growing up, I mean, was that something that you, I don't, you don't have to get super personal if you don't want to, but was that something that you were, it, you know, you did when you were a kid, growing up, teenager, fighting? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much uh, some of my fights are very well documented because mm-hmm. I grew up pretty poor. 
and rough neighborhoods. So, I mean, I've always fought, but it's not the same. Like there is, yeah, fighting on the street is nothing like fighting a trained fighter. Would you say that, that, I mean, that has to give you, I don't know how common it is with UFC fighters or MMA fighters just in general with a fighting in the past, you know, when you were growing up as a kid, but I feel like that's something that's pretty common amongst most. Um, I mean, I've, you know, so coming from somebody who's never been, and I'll be honest with you, never been in a fight in their life. Um, I gotta, I gotta admit, it's always been something I'm interested in MMA or, or just, you know, UFC. I watch UFC as often as I can. Um, Hey, we got in a drunk wrestling match once. We did. No, we did. Yeah, but drunk, be fighting drunks even worse than fighting on the street. Well, that's like that's, that's the lowest type of fighting you can have. Fair enough. Now you cut, Darren. You come from a wrestling background. Do you find that? What do you think's the best background to have when it comes to fighting? Is it wrestling or jujitsu or you know what? What do you think's the best? What do I think's the best? Yeah. If you had to, if someone's watching this and. Things say, I want to get into it. What do you recommend for them? Yeah, wrestling. That's what I, I mean. A lot of people say. endurance and yeah. cardio and shit. Uh, probably like Greco. Gre- Greco wrestlers do really, really well in MMA. Um, traditional like high school wrestling, like it's um, it's good, but it doesn't translate perfectly because you start out in in a different stance. Um. Freestyle is uh, like any kind of wrestling is really just going to to build that toughness into you right. that going to stop you from quitting when you're exhausted. Um, jiu-jitsu, you got to have some jiu-jitsu. You have to have defense of submissions. The offense of submissions in ju- jiu-jitsu, like it, they're just not all there. I mean, but... Uh, I think that stigma of like fighting when you were young and that's going to translate over that. That's probably 15 years ago in the UFC. That would have been big. Now it's different. Now you've got the ability to take a football athlete or a baseball athlete or a track and field athlete, and they can come out of high school and college and train MMA and, six months you can turn an actual athlete into a fighter with uh, really good training so like maybe maybe that was a stigma like they took street fighters and brawlers you know martial artists have always wanted to compete in mma just to test their discipline against other disciplines but you have i'm sure a percentage of guys that grew up fighting and you know maybe that translated well and they brought and were able to make it into the ufc but moving forward that's not going to be the case as much as uh you're going to find real athletes in the sport i think going forward that's what it's going to be i was going to say i listened to joe rogan's podcast and he was talking about how back when he first got into it it really you know started working for the ufc there were people who were trained in different disciplines where now people, there are people who train just in MMA. Like that's their only discipline that they, I mean, they may have wrestled or something in high school, but I mean, as far as training for it, they go to an MMA gym and they just learn that. I mean, and it teaches a lot of different things, of course, you know, through multiple different disciplines and integrated into it. But I mean, there's now MMA gyms, which that wasn't something that happened before previously, like you said. 
that's a hundred percent right. And MMA is its own discipline. Um, so 20 years ago, you probably had to go to a boxing gym and a jujitsu gym and jujitsu gyms in America were just, I mean, you would drive an hour or two either way to find one. And it was probably only a purple belt if you were like in the Midwest. Um, MMA is its own discipline now. It's evolved to the point to where someone who grew up as a boxer or grew up as a wrestler, they're not going to make it with today's talent. Today's talent, they're training just MMA. They will need some kind of a foundation, but that foundation can literally be track and field or football or, you know, just some kind of athletic team sport, you know, like – they just need to be an athlete. I mean, and what's crazy too is the popularity of uh, the UFC. I feel like has gone up substantially in the past couple of years. How does that feel for you? It's somewhat something that you've always been interested in, seeing it kind of hit mainstream now. Or maybe it's been mainstream a little bit longer than I've realized, but it's more mainstream now than it has been in the past. That's for sure. That's got to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. The, the other exciting thing about it, too, is that the people that are at the top of this sport mm-hmm. are far more accessible than, like, the people at the top of football and basketball and baseball. The MMA community is very, very small. And I, I won't just say MMA. I'll say combat sports just in general. The, that community is so small that you can't move around inside of it and do anything without everyone knowing. Like, I mean, if, uh, you know, if you got a guy at a gym who is exceptional, mm-hmm. everyone knows it, you know, and that goes from the gyms to the commissions to the media all the way up to, you know, Dana White and Scott Coker and all them people like, you know, like those guys probably won't know every up and comers names, but it won't take very long. If someone goes on a run that, you know, they're going to know their name eventually, as long as you keep winning or you keep selling tickets one or the other. Absolutely. Did you watch any of the UFC that happened this past weekend? I did not get to watch it Mm because I was working so much, but uh, I pretty much know all the results and I've watched a lot of the highlights. See, I didn't get, I was hoping you did because I didn't get to watch it either. I was too busy. I was not working, unfortunately. I was partying, but you know, it is what it is. (laughs) We were going to, and then, you know, a party came up, but I will try to watch it as much as I can. And you, uh, real quick, just so I don't know if you wanted to talk about what else you do in your, uh, in your life, but you earlier you said you were an entrepreneur. Is, is that something else? Like, what else do you do? Is that something you want to talk about? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, if you want go. to, it's up to you. Yeah. Right. Um, what is it that, what else is it, is it, are you, uh, interested in or a business side of, of that? Yeah. Business wise, uh, man, I'm interested in everything. I dabble in a lot of different things. I do, crypto um my bread and my bread and butter i'm in the uh the transportation space so i move furniture and shipping and logistics and uh that's something that i've always done and everything that i do i i tend to uh analyze and break down to a very rudimentary level 
So, I mean, like, I mean, I love logistics. I love studying maps, even as simple as that sounds. But uh, old maps, atlases, you know, like little simple stuff like that. But that, like, moving for me is something that I'll probably always do. I feel like it's, um, it's really, really hard. And not everyone wants to do it. That's for sure. But like, uh, it's helped me a lot. And even like moving into martial arts, I mean, it's so easy. Like I didn't do, like I grew up really poor. So like we couldn't afford to do sports when I was a kid. But I mean, I started working when I was like 13. And uh, so moving furniture translated well and put a toughness into me that, you know, to our like, I can make it through anything. Other than that, I dabble in real estate, crypto, stocks, do all kinds of stuff. Was, anything that is legal and makes money. There we go. Legal. I, I was I was just asking that because I was wondering when I think of someone who now you are an amateur MMA fighter, like you said, so it is a little bit different from that point of view. But when I think of someone who's an MMA fighter, it's a constant dedication, and you dabble in so much stuff. How do you have? I mean. Is there a, a way that you like schedule out your time? Because you just are busy and so much. It just it's it, for a lot of people that would be overwhelming. But you seem to handle it, it very well. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks it sounds really cool when when I tell people like what I do, but it's it's hectic, and that's I think why I love it so much because I, I couldn't see myself clocking in and going to the same place every day right um, i've never had a job i mean i started my company when i was 17 mm. you know so i worked for a few years for somebody else and uh i was training people by the time i was 16 and so i i knew early on just from watching other people and being around adults as a teenager not being around people my own age that you know, you got to uh, you got to work hard to get anything. Nothing's gonna come easy Absolutely. unless you know you're just lucky. Uh, you, you you were say you did say that you dabble in crib or in, uh, work with crypto. Uh, did you is that a good way to get your frustration out when you go and train MMA? Is seeing how crypto's plummeting right now <laughs> is that a good way to get your anger out? Man, and no, now is when you buy. No, I, I'm oh. I'm glad it. It, it couldn't I mean it's dipped really low and so that's one way or the other depending on how you look at it so right everyone was really concerned that if it dropped below a certain point that all of the investors who were saying this is a good bet as long as it doesn't drop below this point that you know it's going to make so many people look stupid because it did and I, I think that it dropping low is a good thing. Like it just shows it, it, it makes it more affordable. No, like, yeah. you know, like at $75,000 a coin, not everybody can buy a Bitcoin at $20,000 a coin. It makes it more accessible to the middle class. No, that's, that's a really positive. That's a really positive way to look at it. That's for sure. Is that how you approach most things in your life is with a positive mindset? Absolutely. Does that help when it comes to, I mean, because you, you, you know, you have so many that you're involved in so many different things. And then you are part of one of the toughest disciplines as far as when it comes to the sport world with MMA. 
you almost have to have a positive mindset when it comes to all of that. Otherwise, I don't know if you'd be able to do all that. Man, you, you have to have, and this is just going to be investment, life, martial arts. You have to have an unwavering belief and confidence in yourself, your abilities, and you can't second guess yourself. I mean, whether it's MMA, investments, work, life, relationships, love, it doesn't matter. You just can't second guess yourself. So for me, when I make a decision, I double down on that every single time. Absolutely. That's great. That's great to hear people think that way because I know a lot, plenty of people who don't who don't who don't have a positive mindset in life and they're closer to my age and it's just it's sometimes it gets depressing to be around people who don't have a positive mindset i mean it's all right to have down days but constantly all the time it's yeah. real depressing so bouncing back and, oh go ahead go ahead well i mean it's almost impossible to always have a positive outlook because i think everyone's going to uh have something negative happen to them in their life. I mean, you know, just stick around long enough, the weather will change, you know? Absolutely. So I think it's more or less how you handle those negative times. And if bad stuff happens, which it does to everybody, you know, like you just got to push through. Absolutely. Um, bouncing back to MMA, uh, what dream, What gym do you train with? I train at um, Vision MMA in Cincinnati. Now, does Cincinnati have a really strong MMA presence, or they do they have a lot of gyms around there? Or is it starting to pop up more? Um, yeah. So there's there's quite a few pretty good gyms. I mean, nothing big like in some of the bigger cities, but there's a good presence. And I think Cincinnati's always been a fighting town. Like, it's got really good history as far as boxing goes. I know um, mm -hmm. Aaron Fire Jr., who's a boxing at our gym, his dad was the heavyweight champion of the world. Ezra Charles was the heavyweight champion of the world or something like that. One of those weight classes, I think heavyweight. But So it's always been a baseball town. It's always been a fighting town. Um Coming a football are, town now. So there are some MMA gyms that are pretty good. So we have uh, Chris Curtis trained at Vision. He's in the UFC right now. So yeah. So what goes into a day like a, a day when it comes to MMA in your life? I mean, what do you work on? Is it different every day? Is it kind of all the same? I mean, when it comes to let's just not get into a fight yet. You're not you're not training for a fight. Let's just say before your fights, what were your day like? Oh man, up at five six a.m. Run, eat right, um, work. You gotta work until you're uh, until you've made it in life. So, work, train, and then that's pretty much it. So I normally train in the evenings. I work all through the day, but uh, so I'll normally work on stuff. I've got a uh, commercial building. I'll work on stuff at home, work on stuff there. I'll shadow box in my kitchen if I have to, if I don't have enough time. Um, but then, so usually 4.30, I'm in the gym, and then jujitsu, striking, MMA, 
and that probably comes to a close eight thirty, nine o'clock and sometimes I'll go out and I'll run at 11, 12 o'clock at night for an hour or two. So it's, uh, it's start early and end late every day. I'm going to say that is, that is pure dedication right there. There's no doubt about that. Uh, what, what belt have you made it to in jiu-jitsu? So I am a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. And what is that? Is that a step above white belt? Okay. That's what I thought. And how long did that take to obtain? See, I've been a blue belt for a little over a year. So about two and a half years or something like that. But it's not like, um, I mean, I train a lot every week and I've went periods of training five, six days a week for months and months and months, but I'm not just training jujitsu and the gi. And uh, I wish I knew exactly what my coach is looking for to promote for belts, but I don't. (laughs) Right. Um, To me, like, and the belt really, it it doesn't mean anything. No, that is 100% true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always hear I'm a blue belt about. because I'm not a white belt, I guess. Yeah. But other than that, like, I mean, I'll I'll grapple with anybody. I don't care if they're black belts, brown belts, purple belts, white belts. They always hear people just probably a little bit older than us, and they're running around screaming about being a black belt in certain. I don't. I don't know how much I believe it. People I wouldn't know how long that would take to get it. Depends on the discipline. I mean, the different disciplines. I mean, I think Taekwondo and karate, you can be a black belt at 12 years old. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say different. I don't. In jujitsu, you have to be 18 before you're a black belt. Um, you can now there are some really good jujitsu kids out there right now that are 16 and 17 competing and beating black belts so i mean but at 16 you can get a blue belt and compete against the adults you won't find it very often you won't find a lot of kids doing it but our sport has um some really really young great up-and-coming jujitsu guys that are like um Cole Brandt, the Ruotolo brothers, they're all young and have been in the gym their whole life. And MMA is the same way. So right now we've got a generation of the, the first generation, probably of 18 to 22 year old kids that grew up in the gym. Right. Have been training jujitsu for 15, 17 years training striking and now they're just now adults and you know they're gonna they're gonna leave a huge mark the sport's gonna be so much different in 10 years compared to where it was 10 years ago it's gonna look a lot different like guys are gonna be absolutely versatile they're gonna be able to do everything and some of those matchups like the best is yet to come Right, I was going to say, when you've been training your whole life on something. That's a long time. I mean, and and that's, be, like you said, it is becoming more common now. I've seen a lot of people, you know, getting into that stuff younger. I think it's great, too. There's a lot of kids nowadays. Well, I won't say a lot of kids. There's, it seems like a, there's a lot of people nowadays who just aren't very driven 
or disciplined. So anytime I see a younger person who's disciplined, and especially is something like jujitsu, it's it's impressive and it's nice to see. So uh, back to belts, even though you said they don't matter, uh, what does it usually take to get upgraded to a different belt? Shoot, I wish I knew. I might try to cheat the system and just train on just that. No, I say you said that earlier. Every gym is different. Every coach is different. Um, If belts mattered to me, like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I like, probably when you first start, and I mean, really early on, when you first start training, and you're looking at like, you know, people that have blue and purple belts, like, there's always gonna, and it's maybe it depends on the kind of person you are, but maybe you'll look at them like, oh man, I wish I was there. But very, very soon, like once you keep training very soon in your martial arts journey, you will understand that you're not close to that. The more you learn, the more you realize that you know nothing. And then um, the, the more you learn after that point, the more disciplined you'll become and you'll realize you'll respect it a lot more. So I think like, and at least that's how it was for me. So my martial arts journey kind of happened in stages like, I mean, I started out thinking one thing and then you kind of evolve and evolve and evolve. And like, you, you got to love the journey, like, you know, hitting milestones, competing. Like me personally, I, I love to compete. I don't care if it's jujitsu, MMA, darts, pool, right. or if you want to race to the end of the block. <laughs> like, I, I just like to compete and win. So for me, it's, uh, it's not so much about what I do every day. It's about like what the end result is and you're not going to get the end result you want if you don't go after it every single day. That's right. Well, since you're into competition, you were in some jujitsu competitions before you started your amateur MMA career. Is that right? Yeah. How was that? I mean, what, what made you finally get I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it was just because like you said you like to compete but what was that experience like going in and competing in uh in that um yeah that was really fun i mean i uh so when i started training jiu-jitsu i think i did my first competition like a month or two later wow and then i rattled off a bunch of them really quick and just like anything else you get some some injuries and life happens and I haven't competed in jujitsu as much as I would have wanted to, but uh, the best thing about our gym is we have amazing training partners. So like, even if I'm not able to compete as much as I want, I can lose as much as I want. All I got to do is show up and train. That's right. Eric. <laughs> um, so I guess we can get to the, the real point of the matter here too. Not too long ago, about a month ago, we, uh, well, it was even earlier before that, we heard about this uh, MMA event that was coming to Lawrenceburg, which was really close to where we live. And my grandpa told me about it. We we were on it. We bought the tickets. And then just come to find out that you were fighting there. Literally, we found out the day before. Now, also, it's important to point out to anyone who's watching or listening, we're related. And I didn't know my own family member was fighting the next day until the day before. I felt kind of embarrassed about that. I was like, I'm related to this guy. And I didn't. But it was nice. At least I seen it. I prepared everybody. I was extremely excited about it. 
talk us through that fight. When did you find out that you were going to be taking that fight? What was the training like? The mindset, uh, the daily mindset, because you you have that in the back of your mind that oh, in so and so days I have this fight to look forward to. What was that like? Yeah, so I didn't find out about it till probably like ten days before. I had been licensed for a few other fights that fell through, and but I wasn't licensed at the time that I found out. Mm. So I had to run and go get my medicals done, get my blood work done, get all of that done. But I had already been in the gym training hard. Um, like, so, like I said before, man, our, I go to a really good gym and we have amazing training partners at our gym. So, I mean, I was in the gym every day anyway. So to me, it like didn't really matter. Um, I would have liked to know before, like I would have liked to know like who I was fighting, maybe try to live in their head a little bit or whatever, but it didn't matter to me. Like I didn't want to do that for this one anyways, because I have already had at that point three fights or something like that fall through. So I didn't even say anything about it on social media, even though I knew I was going to fight. I didn't say anything about it until like two days before, just so that way I didn't tempt myself into finding out who it was. Or, you know, I just didn't want to jinx it. I just wanted the fight to happen so bad because I had trained so long and so hard so many times and the fights have fell through. Right. Yeah. And like the last one before that, like I really wanted that fight and it fell through. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't want to jinx it. I just wanted to make sure that the fight was going to happen. Well, let me tell you something. It happened. Oh, yeah, it did. Uh, so – I really wish we would have done, we talked about doing like a vlog style when we were, obviously we couldn't have filmed while we were in there, but vlog style so we could like document it earlier. But uh, there was a couple of matches that were there, a couple of fights that happened before your fight ha uh, happened. And I noticed that uh, anybody who fought for Vision, you all walked out together because I seen you walk out. It was uh, some kickboxing match uh, fights that happened before. And I seen you guys all walk out. Is that something that happens a lot in MMA? Is that just a, a gym a thing that your gym does? What's up? What's up with that? Yeah, that's. I think that's something that a lot of gyms do. It was just like, like on the regional level, it is. Right. I know at the UFC level, maybe some people do that. I don't know. I don't really focus like on watching. Like, if I watch fights, I, I mean, I don't watch them that much. But if I watch them, I'm watching, like, strictly for the fights. Like, yeah. there are a few fighters I watch their walkouts because their walkouts are entertaining. But uh, Israel Adesanya came out like The Undertaker over the weekend. I did see that. <laughs> Man, that guy's walkouts are amazing. Always he, is. He does everything with purpose. And that's I, – I really – I like that about him. Him, McGregor. There are a few people in there that try to blend, like – sports entertainment with it because this is the furthest thing from sports entertainment like wwe and aew stuff so uh but i think that it's a space that more fighters need to live in absolutely because without ticket sales and pay-per-view sales there is no sport yeah no that's absolutely right we actually uh are a sponsor for a wrestling company battle on the border which is a local one that runs around in cincinnati and it's coming out here to indiana and i think that it, i think you are right i mean i'm a big fan of pro wrestling anytime i see 
uh, an MMA fighter come out like with uh, with Conor McGregor. He always came out the foggy do with his uh, like all the lights were out, and then it was. It's just I like the th- the theatrics pre fight. It's just cool to see because these are. I mean, with with professional wrestling, I always like it too because it's it's extremely entertaining then. But when a real fight's starting and there's a lot of theatrics going on, it it builds that drama up. You start to get, even for me, I start to get my, my adrenaline starts pumping and I'm not even a fighter. I'm not there live, but watching it on TV, seeing all that theatrics going on, gets me pumped. Yeah. Yeah. And with, like, what's even more impressive, even with like Adesanya, like uh, I think his fight in Australia, I mean, the guy did a choreographed dance session with like his gym buddies. <laughs> yeah. On his That's so awesome. not only is he about to make a walkout, you know, try to work on what he's been working on in the gym. Try to, or if he's carrying it over graph dance <laughs> before he walks in and goes and, you know, fights and performs. And yeah, so like it, to me, it's huge. Um, I think more fighters should put an emphasis on it. But I think a lot of fighters can't because, uh, I mean, even like fighters type. Mike Tyson, he's got interviews where he said he would be so nervous. Like some some fighters can't, like, yeah. but then they're nervous and their nerves are racked up, and but then they go out and they perform and they're some of the best in the world. Hey, well, I mean, if you make a big entrance like that and then you get you know knocked out in like ten seconds, it would be a little. It would be. A, that would even be embarrassing. I mean, you're already nervous for the fight, and then you have that big walkout, and then boom, just yeah. like that, it's over. Now. Yeah. Um, that would matter in boxing. Um, no, MMA, not, man, in MMA, not so much because it, it's a lot different. Like in boxing, if you lose once, your career is basically shot. That is true. That is true. MMA, it's not like that because it's so easy to lose. Yes, it is. That is very true. Now, uh, so walk us through what was going through your mind right before the fight so there i think they had a little intermission in between that second kickboxing match and then in, in your fight what was going through your mind once you knew you were about ready to walk out there absolutely nothing so you just blocked everything out um yeah yeah pretty much i uh i know like and the only thing i can compare it to is like the first time I was in a plane, I jumped out of it. Whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but um, so I know leading up to the fight that I'm not in a fight. Right. So whether it's meditation or staying busy with work or whatever it is, I'm not in a fight at that time. Just like, you know, I knew for like a week that I was going to be jumping out of a plane. There's no reason to be nervous because I'm not falling out of a plane at the moment. A lot of the stress for me doesn't come before I do crazy stuff. It comes after. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was exactly this. Like, I'm not going to say like, oh, I wasn't nervous. No, of course I am. But like. I meditate, do breathing techniques, stretching, stuff like that. And I'm pretty good at controlling my heart rate. So the body doesn't know any difference between physical and mental stress. So if you've you've got a fight coming up in a month and you're thinking about it a hundred times a day, 
well, now you've fought this guy 3,000 times. That's a good point. And now we're walking in. And if he hasn't fought you 3,000 times, you're behind. Oh. So I, I think the mental, the, the sports psychology part of it is big for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, um, for me, I get more more of the stress afterwards. Like, of course, I get nervous before, but I think I'm pretty good at controlling my heart rate, not let it getting it up. I mean, I've heard people like have had heart attacks watching their favorite football team play because yeah. <laughs> they get so excited, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I know sports does that for people sometimes. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm fortunate that uh, I have a great wife a great life. Um, I, I had a good week leading up to it and training. I had, I had a good several months leading up to it and training. And, uh, I knew I would either be fighting like on the 11th or the 25th or, you know, I knew one was coming up. I just didn't know when I knew I was going to be fighting. Um, like right as I'm about to walk out, like absolutely nothing. The only thing that I'm thinking about, is what I'm going to do inside the cage exactly. Now, I will say that uh, it was a very awkward way that they had us walk out from behind. Right. So, like, right as I come out, I botched that part of it. Like, I just oh, wanted right. to get to the cage, do my pat down or whatever, and get inside. And, like... I run the wrong way. My coach has got it like Tim, like, and I ran the wrong way. It kind of looked like I was trying to run out the building. <laughs> it, it was awkward, man. It, it was like, come out and you got to make this real sharp turn. And, uh, fuck in their defense though, uh, I had already made that walk twice that night. So I should have remembered it. Yeah, it is true. That is a good point. That is so, other, other than that, I'm just thinking about like, what I'm going to do when they call my name. I'm not, you know, I don't know too much of what's going on. Cause like they don't tell you anything. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's, I've been to a lot of, well, I'm not going to say a lot, but I've been to plenty of events, shows, scrappling contests. I know it's going to be crazy. Like nothing's going to be organized. It's going to be a mess backstage. <laughs> Yeah, so as long as you can operate in the chaos, you'll be all right. That's, that's, that is the key for sure. Now, walk us through, if you can, the um, what happened in the fight. Because it was somewhat of a – it was a shorter fight. Walk us through, though, what happened, what you can remember, uh, your mindset, what your game plan was, if you want, just whatever it was going into that fight. or when, Once it starts, what was what was going on? Yeah, so um, the game plan coming into the fight is the exact opposite of what happened in the fight. Really? Yeah, so uh, um, like I said before, man, I'm a grappler. Yeah. Like, I train striking. I like striking. Uh, I, no, I'd say I love striking. <laughs> I mean, I, I really do love everything about it, but it just didn't happen that way, and you know, like it's it's no different than football or basketball or baseball in that regards is sometimes, you know, stuff's there and sometimes it's not. If you try to force it, bad stuff can happen. Right. So we start, I gallop out 
just like, you know, I've practiced many, many times. Mm -hmm. um, I don't believe in touching gloves. Oh, I didn't even so notice it, that. It, it, to me, it's just a philosophical, really, because you, you got to get within range to touch gloves. Right. So you're going to get within range to touch gloves, and then you're going to get out of range, and then you're going to get back into range, and I don't like that part of it. Okay. So, um, so I don't touch gloves, and like even when I play video games, like when I play UFC on video games, I don't touch gloves. Like everyone comes out and they try to touch gloves, and I just throw two jabs. So <laughs> we'll let them know what's going on. <laughs> he comes out and he goes to touch gloves. I just throw two jabs, just like I do in a video game, so yeah. he understands. Like we're not gonna play patty cake. No. Um, from there, it's just um, the game plan is to faint throw some strikes, set up a shot, take him down and submitting. After that, um, I didn't think that that would take very long. Right. I, I figured the fight's over in the first round, but I had a few setups planned to try to get him out of there with strikes before just because, I mean, obviously I want – the shortest fight, of course. Like, if I don't have to fight for three rounds, I don't want to fight for three rounds. I want to go out there and win in five seconds. Right. Yeah. Because then it's over. So, um, I throw a kick. He uh, kind of moves out of the way of that. There's a, uh, he lands a punch first. I go to step in and jam him, like, jam his bicep. And on the highlight video, it's really deceptive. Like on the highlight video, it looks like he just catches me with a, with like a lead hook or something, and I didn't see it coming. I absolutely saw it coming. Mm -hmm. I just judged the distance, and I'm, like when the fight video comes out, it'll it'll look a little bit different. Right. So uh, he lands that, and I'm pretty sure that was his best shot. And then after he lands that, and, like, he realizes, like, oh, man, like, he might have even hurt his hand. I don't know. But uh, after he lands that shot, he's starting to be a little bit more passive. And so as he's moving around the ring, I'm kind of stalking him, trying to cut the ring off, and uh, he throws – throws a leg kick and I check it really, really hard. I know that did a lot of damage to him also. Yeah. So uh, when I check his leg kick, he moves around some more. I threw a leg kick of my own. That hurt him. Like, I go to faint and follow up right after that leg kick, but I was out of range. I wasn't uh, in as close as I should have been. So I did faint, and I am fainting the entire – like, I'm fainting the shot the entire fight and uh if they looked me up on social media or anything it's not going to be hard to tell like this dude's a grappler i'm built like a grappler like i yeah. look like i'm gonna take you down and pound your head in um <laughs> so he he's pretty sure that he you know i'm pretty sure that he knew what he was gonna be expecting that i was gonna be looking for a shot and uh, I get him cornered against the fence, and I'm going, and I'm fainting, and I'm fainting a level change. 
And uh, we happened to be right by his corner, which I did not like. And I hear his corner yell out, here comes the level change. Walk for the shot. So then as soon as I heard that, I'm like, I cannot. I was about to force the shot. And then I heard his corner say that. Right. And didn't. So, you know, like, I feel very comfortable in uh, my ability to grapple on the wall. So if I would have been able to close the distance and get in on his hips, he would have been taken down instantly. But, um, yeah, I didn't force it for that reason because his corner said that. And so then I let him out a little bit. I let him move around and uh, gave him a little bit of distance so that he would move. And then I land a teep right to his midsection, which is like a a Muay Thai kick. When I land that kick to his midsection, I could see that it hurt him really bad. Um, Probably took his breath. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wasn't really doing too much. It was was difficult because he wasn't giving me much. He was moving. He was kind of looking for something that guy had fought before too right it was my debut so i don't know how much that matters to him or you know but for me i'm not used to fighting against people who back up if anything like i probably back up more than my training partners do just because mm. i'm like i'm striking to learn how to strike but i really just want to grapple like right. yeah period like i just want to take you down and get it off the feet so um after i land that tee i knew he was hurt and i knew that he was going to be coming back with something soon so uh we move around a little bit more and this is all within like i think the fight was a minute eight seconds yeah yeah it was pretty very fair throughout the whole entire thing though yeah i mean my heart's not beating real hard from the beginning so like at that point i really haven't thrown too many techniques um not too much has happened and i i felt like i mean i literally felt that he was about to throw his right hand and i threw a technique that i drilled just so much i mean it was i mean it's just a left cross is all it is but i i drill it to sit down on it you know, like I'm yeah. right-handed, but I fight southpaw. Oh, okay. So the left cross to me is something that I've always trained because, like, I like having my power hand forward. I like to have a really good stiff jab. And by putting my right hand forward, it doesn't sacrifice my wrestling shot. Right. So I, I'm able to shoot off of my lead foot. I mean, I can shoot out of both stances, though. Like, yeah. I, I can switch stances. I can fight out of both stances. I can shoot from both stances. But the right hand, the, the right hand lead is the best stance to shoot out of. So, um, yeah, he, so he throws that jab, and I slip it and just throw across. And I, I know that just... As soon as he felt the power, he just did not want to get hit by one of those again. No, and it was, a, it, it was a, it was a, he waved off the fight. Yeah, quit hit him so hard he quit. <laughs> That's what I remember saying. I was like, hit him so hard. And quit. man, I wouldn't want to get hit by that punch either. Though. No, I wouldn't either. I don't blame him. I wouldn't even yeah. stepped in there though. So he's already a little bit better than me when it comes to that. But I will say this: it was an entertaining. It was entertaining. That it might have only been a minute eight seconds, but it was an entertaining. Oh, yeah, it was very entertaining. 
I mean, it was, and it was crazy. And also when I remember when it finished for us on the outside, I remember we were, we didn't know, I, I, we knew, I knew what happened. Like I originally, I started celebrating cause I knew what happened, but then I was like, wait a minute. Did I just see that? Did I not see something else? Like I was a little bit confused. And then I was like, no, I was right. You fucking hit him so hard. He quit. <laughs> quit. <laughs> Well, I mean, he probably, maybe he's never been hit that hard. And I'm just going to go back to, um, man, we got some of the best training partners in our gym. And uh, we got some welterweights that hit hard. We got heavyweights, light heavyweights that hit hard. Like, I mean, what you don't want to do, and, and which I don't believe that this was the case, but what you don't want to do is train to take a fight and then, the first time that you get hit hard, be in the ring. Right. Um, that might have been it. At heavyweight, you can't get hit. Like, generally, in a heavyweight fight, whoever lands first is the winner. Right. Um, it's a little bit slower. Like, my next fight probably won't be at heavyweight. It'll probably be at 205. Um, probably about 10 or 12 pounds lighter now than I was then. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it'll probably be at one eighty-five or two hundred five. But one eighty. Holy shit! I'm two thirty. And <laughs> what's your what's your what do you walk around? What's your walk around weight? So I was right now. I'm like two hundred nine, two ten. So man, so you're cutting so some that, serious weight. That's normal walk around weight for someone who fights at one eighty-five. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That is true. Yeah, wow, man, that's going to be exciting. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm going to be there. Don't worry. Oh, I'll totally. be at that second fight. Uh, I'll be there too. <laughs> but now, so go through also what happened uh, after the fight. I mean, the reaction from your gym in the back, from the people you were talking with. I mean, what was the reaction there too? I mean, I was upset for real. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I really, really, really wanted that fight. I got. Hey, you got to win I, though. I'm not upset like that the fight that I'm not upset that I won. I'm glad I won, of course. Like right. but I knew I was gonna win. Like okay, there was point. no doubt that I was gonna win that fight. Like no matter how many mistakes I made, like without question I was gonna get that guy out of there within regulation. Right. Um and it you know, like first fight, yeah, like to me the mistake that I made is that I didn't jam his his hook i didn't duck his hook i went to jam it i just had the range wrong is all right um i didn't feel like i was overwhelmed i didn't feel like it was fast or faster than what i was prepared for um i also don't feel like he did anything that was really special either though so like that fight is not been you know an indicator of like the next fight Right. You know, like the next fight may be twice as hard, 10 times harder, um, maybe 20 times easier. Who knows? Right. Maybe I can throw a flying knee and it's over. That would be nice. That would be pretty Man, cool. Really Jorge high Masvidal. Jump, I'm just saying. Jorge Masvidal and Ben Askren, right? Just that like <laughs> three seconds, that knee done. <laughs> that would be nice. On the ground. <laughs> uh, I actually drilled that for a fight before this that and it was not too much longer after that maybe i don't know it, it could have even been before i'm not sure I, the flying knee is something i've always always 
thrown in sparring and in training. Um, I, I just have a really high vertical jump. I can do a backflip. Um, like, I mean, I, I know I can kick somebody in the head who's six foot four. I know I knee somebody in the head who's six foot four. I want to, yeah, in the next fight, I need to see you flying knee for the for the win, preferably. Yes. And then a backflip for celebration. Oh, yeah, you got to have that celebration. For me, for me the next fight yeah. needs to be, like, rear naked choke. Oh, okay. Like, beautiful shot to a high crotch. Drop them on their head. Here we go. And take their back and choke them unconscious. I yeah, see that. I, I was going to say, I know a lot of people who are MMA fans who find grappling boring, and I always hate when people find it boring because to me that is where it's the most interesting, in my opinion, because there's so – one little mistake is all it takes, and you're yeah, done. So if you go to, like, Japan or China or somewhere like that, it's silent. And then, right. like, if you pass somebody's guard, the crowd erupts. Right. In, in America, the fans just aren't educated as much in grappling. But And it, it also depends on where you're fighting, too. So at the UFC, you're not going to have so many local fans who are training. At regional shows, you will get more of that. So, like, at regional shows, a lot of the people are, like, most of the crowd is training partners and stuff like that. So right. you, you will get a little bit more respect at regional shows. But the bigger the show, the more uneducated the fan, and they just want to see you go out there. Um, they want to see flying they, knees for nothing. Ground always pounds. starts on the feet. So. Yeah. Constant ground and pounds. <laughs> they just want to see some blood. Yeah. Right, right. Or, or somebody so get knocked cool. unconscious and not wake up for 10 minutes. Oh yeah, that I mean, I, we've seen some pretty, pretty. There's been some pretty vicious fights in the U.S. I've seen some pretty great. Like uh, one, the last one I watched. I'll show you the bad knockouts. Like uh, they, there are some bad knockouts, and I mean, there's knockouts, and then there's knockouts. So you get some knockouts that like, um, are like flash knockouts, and right. the guy's okay in twenty seconds, thirty seconds. He's best sitting up. He's okay, but then there are some knockouts where. You know, if you're 10 minutes into a fight and get KO'd, if you were out of breath when you got caught, like, you could be knocked unconscious, your body's trying to catch air. Like, I mean, there are some knockouts that are not okay, and it does take 5 or 10 minutes for the person to wake up. I'd feel like an asshole if I hit somebody that hard. And then no, I mean, I mean it was now. either him or you. Yeah, I mean, it is a sport, but, I mean, I, I don't mean, know, I just... I mean, that, that's how you got to look at it when you go in there. Like, when you go in there, you're going in there um, with someone who's going to try to kill you. And you know this when you sign up. Like, yeah. people die doing this shit. Oh, yeah. I've heard but, of Like, I mean, same thing if, uh, uh, you know, like, I, I've signed many waivers in my life for my life. Like, skydiving. You sign a wait, Like, you may die. Right. You know, like. That, that kind of stuff happens. You may die. Um, I signed one like that, I think, when I jumped off a thousand-foot-tall building in Las Vegas. Why are you, you jumping off the things from like the sky? Stuff happened. <laughs> MMA like is a little bit different. You may die. And, uh, you know, it happens. That's not the goal. Like, yeah. you know, but that's how you got to test yourself. If you train martial arts, man, what good is it to train if you're not going to test it in a real-world application? 
That's, yeah. that's a very, that's good, very point. good point. But you know, I've I've always I've always enjoyed grappling. I, like I said, I mean, I know it, there are times where even I can admit that it is extremely boring. But I think if you're active on the ground, if there's stuff going on, I'm always interested because, like I said, it takes just one little mistake, your arm's gone. Now, now you're in an arm bar. You know your fucking neck's gone. Your fucking back's gone. It's just it, one mistake is all it takes, and the whole fight ch- can change like that. What I don't like is when there's one guy moving in, and the other guy's just running, dancing around the damn ring like ten minutes, twenty minutes, or yeah. however long. I've, I've seen that. I, there fight. was a women's fight not too long ago. I cannot remember the name of them. They fought, and it, everyone was extremely hyped for the fight, and they did that for five rounds three rounds or five rounds i think it was and it was just constant running around i find so that i would rather I would see grappling i'd turn the tv off than that, that happens. yeah <laughs> well so what is next well first before we get to that what is the ultimate goal when it comes to mma i mean is there is there a goal that you're working towards that you're going to reach is there a goal that i'm working towards that i'm going to reach because, I mean, you might just be doing this, I mean, because you are, I mean, actually fighting, but this could still be considered like a, a hobby chasing thing. I mean, you're trying to get into this professionally. Is there a goal? Nah, I don't, I don't need a goal. Like, I mean, I always got a goal. Like, yeah, I mean, right now, the, uh, the goal is just to get better at martial arts for me. Absolutely. And, yeah. Like, really... More than anything, so since I've gotten my blue belt, I haven't competed in jujitsu. Right. And uh, part of that's because of work, and you know, there was a uh, a competition that I was gonna do, and man, like I just had the absolute worst morning. Like a couple of my workers got into a fight, like, Jesus. and the whole thing just blew up. And the bad part about it is, is like the competition was five minutes away from my house oh crap i couldn't even make it and my coach came and i felt like a piece of shit for that but um like yeah like i i mean i've got goals but really my goal is just to get better and to compete like i just want to compete more than anything i don't really care who it's against or who it's for what promotion like I just want to be in the gym getting better every day. And uh, from there, it'll all work itself out. Yeah, I was going to say, that's manifest destiny right there. Mm-hmm. It's just you, you just, I mean, if you go into something and you truly do love it, you, great things will happen to people who, because you have that passion for it. Oh, it's great things can happen. Oh, without question, without question, I love it. And who knows, like, what, what happens, though? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows exactly? You never know. I'm excited to see, like I said, I, I'm excited to see your next fight. I'll try to be as to as many as possible. It was very entertaining just to go to an MMA event. But then when you have a family member and it makes it even more, or someone at least you know, I mean, for me, you know them. I mean, it, it was entertaining to see that. And you have an, another level of interest. So it was extremely exciting for us as well. Oh, for sure. Um, is there anything upcoming in the immediate future? Do you have anything planned that you want to announce or anything like that? Working on anything as far as MMA goes? Um, I know I should probably be fighting in the next 30 days or 60 days. Oh, let's go. Let's go. 36. Well, make sure to let me to let us know. Yes. And we will make sure we're there. Uh, if I have my way, it'll be uh, against somebody like 
that has a belt or something like that. But I probably won't ever get my way. So I'm just gonna <laughs> do whatever they tell me to do. But that doesn't mean I can't try. No, yeah, you gotta try. Oh yeah, always. All right, well, is there anything else you need to ask, Darren? Anything else you can think of? Not that I can think of. All right. Well, uh, is there any where well, I think we're going to go ahead and I'm sure you're a busy guy, so we're going to try to let you go. But uh, is there anything else that you wanted to promote or shout out or anything like that before we end this? No, nah, I'm good, man. Other right. than that, just uh, train jujitsu. That's right. Well, you know, I'm going to try, I think. I think I'm going to try my hand out on this. Let's go sign up. Whoever's listening, train jujitsu. Yeah, I, I I would love to. We don't have anything super close to us, so that's the problem. How far? Well, it's about it's in Cincinnati, right? So about forty five minutes. It's about forty five. Well, yeah, about an hour forty five minutes. Man, there there are uh, people who drive two hours. Shit. Holy! Well, there goes my phone. If you uh, man, even if you're you're just like watching stuff on YouTube and trying it on, you know, a friend or. All right, Darren. Oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> There are all, there's always ways to train. All right. Fucking. We're going to do that. You guys do that. You got to at least get some bikinis. Oh, dude. All right. <laughs> at least get some views out of it. All right. At this point, we might as well just start an OnlyFans, it sounds like, at this point. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, like I said, I'm sure you're a busy guy, so we're going we're gonna, to uh, head out. Thank you for taking this interview. We really do appreciate it. And like I said, anytime you have a fight, make sure you let us know, and we will be there. Definitely will. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and anytime you want to come on again, just let us know. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.